Hello, you're welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from Anshah.net. Episode 71, Scrap Catholic Schools Week, Part 2. In the first part of this episode, I tried to compare the amount of religion in Catholic schools to road signs in a local town, insofar as you probably don't notice them very much because you're so used to them. But if you look hard enough, if you just pay attention, you'll see that it's everywhere. And I use this analogy to start off my episode as to why I think Catholic Schools Week should be scrapped. And in this part, I hope to be able to do that. Hello, hello, you are very welcome to the second part of this episode on Catholic Schools Week. This is Simon Lewis from Onshaw.net, where I am going to try and convince you in some way that um, we should not have Catholic Schools Week in Ireland. Um, I said at the very end of the previous episode, it's kind of at the very, very end, where with a bit that nobody listens to, where I try and get you to, to subscribe to the podcast, to be honest, was that I felt the first episode, uh, the first part of this episode, was very close to the bone. And I can imagine some of you, I, I suppose, were offended by it, maybe, or maybe it struck a chord with you, um, or, or maybe, you know, you were just kind of going, oh, there he goes again, kind of thing, and isn't he just being anti-Catholic? Now, I, I get that, and I understand that, um, but I'd really, really appreciate it if you gave me, I suppose, the platform, in a way, uh, to you know express why I'm saying what I'm saying. I'm not saying it because I have a vendetta against Catholic schools. I absolutely don't. Um, I don't think there should be any denominational schools. It's not particularly a Catholic thing. I don't think there should be any Jewish schools, Muslim schools, Church of Ireland schools, Rastafarian schools. I don't think there should be, I don't even think there should be patron bodies at all in primary schools. And I'm very open about that. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, because a lot of people retort back to me, oh, you just want everyone to be an educate together school. I don't. I actually don't think there should be any patron bodies at all in Ireland. And with we, and I and again another retort I get was oh, you just want a secular education system. I don't. I don't want a secular education system because I see that as bad as um, a, a denominational system because you're imposing one world view on everybody. What I believe we should do is something that's quite similar to I guess what Educate Together do without, um, but uh, also the community national school structure do it, and some other the private uh, multi-denominational schools do, is that what I try, what I'm trying to think of is we need a system where people just go use their local they go to their local school in their local community and they learn from each other and it doesn't really matter what beliefs they have you know they can learn from each other and they can inquire about each other and they can learn about the world around them rather than being segregated into different compartments especially along the lines of religion and i suppose i feel maybe in ireland to me it's, it's even more important because in ireland we have a history where the segregation of religions has led to, I, I mean, it, there's no other word for it, but bloodshed. And somehow we, 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 we continue this uh, in, in this country thinking that it's absolutely normal. Um, but at some point, in any point, you know, when we segregate people along religious lines, we have to understand what, uh, what the outcome of that potentially could be.
Anyway, that is enough raving uh, uh, from me and justifying uh, about why I'm saying what I'm saying. It's not personal. I don't think uh, anyone working in a Catholic school is, 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 is stupid. I don't think they're bad. I don't think anything negative about them. Everybody has to make a living. And I know for 95% of the time, anyone working in a Catholic school does nothing uh, about Catholicism. Anyone working in a Jewish school does spends 95% of the time not doing Jewish things. But it's that little bit of the time where they're forced to, uh, where, where, there's a, where there's an expectation that, uh, you know, the, the ethos of the school permeates. And we need to really take a close look at that and why, and, and question it. And then furthermore, why Catholic Schools Week seems, and it seems to me certainly, um, a bit vulgar, um, to put it bluntly. And I hope I can prove to you over the next little while why I think that. So I suppose if you can indulge me for this, let me move away completely from the Catholic Church for a little bit, very small bit, because I want to talk about something else, maybe to, you know, I, I, you know just kind of a, an analogy maybe, or I just want to talk to you about other events that we see in Ireland and around the world. Uh, that's my, my, my plan for, for the first little while. I want to offer three examples. Pride Day, Black Lives Matter, and International Women's Day. Now, all three of these examples, at their heart, are not only a celebration, but they also want, and their purpose is to make important points, important political points, important social points. And the thing is, almost of, of the three, two of them are certainly relatively recent. Um, and in fact, really, all three of them are relatively, relatively recent too, if we talk about human history. The first Pride March in the world happened in 1970, just over 50 years ago, in America. In Ireland, though, the first one didn't happen until 1983. So, 35, about 37, 38 years ago. When, and at that time, homosexuality was illegal in Ireland. The Black Lives Matter campaign began only in 2013, again in America, but it only reached Ireland in a meaningful way, let's say, in 2020, less than two years ago. And maybe a little less recently, but certainly not that long ago, was the very first International Women's Day in 1911 in countries like Denmark and Germany. I can't find the first International Women's Day in Ireland. As I said, all of these days existed to celebrate LGBT plus people, people of colour and women, respectively. But they also served to highlight the inequalities that still exist for these groups. And while it could be argued that LGBT plus people in Ireland finally gained equality in the marriage referendum in terms of the law, the reality is that being gay in Ireland is still not easy. Yes, the Pride Festival has kind of, you know, is no longer the protest that it was. It's a big party and everyone's on board from Tesco to Nando's flying rainbow flags. And yes, the INTO were able to present rainbow flags to all sorts of flavours of schools. But the reality is when you take away the, the colourful rainbows and the parties and all that kind of stuff, the reality is, still, today, only 18% of LGBT plus teachers feel comfortable to be open about their sexuality. People of colour in Ireland 
may never have been overtly discriminated by, by the law anyway. But we have huge issues, huge issues with racism in Ireland and a growing, uh, a growing problem with racism in Ireland. And then what of women? What about women? Well, given the fact that if you're a teacher in this country, listening to this as I'm recording this episode in early 2022, I don't think you need me to remind you why we need International Women's Day more than ever before. And yet, and you might know what I'm going to say next, there are so many people out there that see these events and they say, why shouldn't we have a straight pride if we're going to have a gay pride? Or don't all lives matter? Or don't women have equality already? Huh, we need an International Men's Day. And actually, madly enough, there is an International Men's Day, which is thankfully held as embarrassing by most men. Although some people, to be fair, of using International Men's Day are using it to highlight some worrying issues more prevalent in men, such as mental health, suicide, toxic masculinity, and so on and so forth. But the idea of even having an International Men's Day, I, I mean, it makes me cringe. The idea of a straight pride is just appalling to me. The idea of an all lives matter kind of thing, again, it's missing the point. But the reason why International Men's Day is embarrassing is that men don't need an International Men's Day. In fact, you will hear people say that every day is International Men's Day because men generally, generally, not always, generally do not have to struggle to be treated equally to women in terms of human rights, in terms of economics, in terms of leadership, in terms of social stuff, in, in social politics, and so on. There is, for example, there is no country not one country in the EU, the most modern of all, let's say, of all, of all parts of the world, where there are more women in Parliament than men. Not one country. And in fact, the, uh, there are only two countries in the entire world, in the entire world, where there are more women in Parliament than men. Do you want to guess where they are? I always ask people to guess in this podcast. I don't know why I do. But the two countries where there are more women in Parliament than there are men Famously, Rwanda is one of them, and Cuba. Now, that's in the world. However, on a social level, men generally don't worry if they're going out for a walk or a run. They don't, they don't have to think twice if there's a woman walking behind them or running behind them. Do they? You know, I, I absolutely don't. Yes, International Women's Day is necessary because not only do we need to celebrate and promote women's rights, we also recognise that despite the laws being in place, they certainly do not have equality. The reason we shouldn't have an International Men's Day is because we don't need to promote men's rights. And the same can be said for why we don't have a straight pride or an All Lives Matter march, or more importantly, why we absolutely shouldn't. There is no need for them because the world works in favour of straight people and white people. And that isn't saying that straight white people don't have issues that need to be tackled, but the issues are not because they're white or straight. You understand? Let's get back to the schools again. Because this week, as I'm recording it, this episode is Catholic Schools Week in Catholic Schools. Yes, yes, you heard that correctly. 
Because despite over 90% of schools under a Catholic ethos providing and promoting Catholicism on a daily basis, somebody somewhere, and I'll tell you who it was, felt there was a need to have a week dedicated to promoting Catholic education. Amazingly, or more accurately, not amazingly, I think, almost every Catholic primary school in the country seems to take part in some way or another. And I, I you know, it just seems to be, a th- I don't know why. And if you, if you search Twitter with the hashtag um, CSW2022, um, this is kind of during this time because Twitter tends to, uh, you know, kind of lose tweets after a certain amount of time. So if you tweet this around uh, or late January, early February, you're going to see loads of tweets from schools around the country celebrating their faith with all sorts of activities. I'm just going to give you a sample from day one. I just, I just searched Twitter for these hashtags. The hashtag. So today we celebrated Catholic Schools Week 2022. We're in, and I won't name the school. We started the day with an assembly and a prayer service. Another one celebrated the first day of Catholic Schools Week of called Living Life to the Full with God. We discussed how we should be kind to one another and we drew pictures displaying the special gifts and talents that God gave us and listened to beautiful music. Another lit candles in their sacred space to promote day one of CSW 2022. Another one, we are all looking forward to celebrating this important week. Today we began with a reflection. Now, if you aren't if you're if you're working in a Catholic school or you're a Catholic yourself, you probably kind of go, yeah, hmm, yeah, that's fair enough. That's that sounds great. But think about it. If you aren't, wear somebody else's shoes. Um, you know, just just wear somebody else's shoes for a second. You know, there were also like I, I you know, obviously it's a podcast, so I can't show you any pictures. But there were hundreds of tweets from Irish primary schools with pictures of young children holding up uh, pictures of Cal- uh, Catholic symbology, sitting in churches, watching a mass on Zoom. I found, and so on. And as an alien, and if you're if you haven't listened to the first part, in in the early part of the 20th century, someone like me will be referred to as an alien because of my ethnicity. But as an alien, remember, you know, none of this is remotely normal to aliens, to non-Catholics. And it excludes people like me. And in a very, very short number of tweets, it was clear to me that this week is a celebration and is a promotion but it doesn't include non-Catholics, unless, of course, they pretend to be Catholic. Now, interestingly, and I think this is very interesting, to me it's really, really interesting, Catholic Schools Week, how old do you think Catholic Schools Week is? Do you know? Because some will say, come on, again, Simon, this is just something, fragment from history, you know, just, we know, again, don't worry about it, It's, it's, it's ancient. The first one took place in 2012. 2012, 10 years ago. Wait, wait, wait a second. Um, 2012? Why, why is that year familiar? Gosh, wait a second. 2020, 2012. Yeah, there we go. Yes, it was the year of the launch of the Forum of Patronage and Pluralism. And what was the purpose of the Forum of Patronage and Pluralism? to diversify the patronage of schools in Ireland. This is very, very similar, by the way, and I digress a little here, 
to when the Flourish programme was introduced to Catholic primary schools in Ireland. That is, very, very quickly, after there seemed to be a bit of talk about a review of the Relationships and Sexuality Education programme, the RSE programme, which was to open up RSC to include teaching about things that the Catholic Church do not agree with. For example, sex outside of marriage, to give just one thing the Catholic RSC programme does not discuss. Anyway, interesting, don't you think? One could argue that Catholic Schools Week was a direct reaction to the possibility of the education system moving towards the removal of the almost monopoly of power over the education sector that they've enjoyed and still continue to enjoy. To enjoy. And to me, Catholic Schools Week was and still is the equivalent of an International Men's Day or a straight pride or an All Lives Matter. It is the majority power using a perceived and irrational threat that they use to create a celebration of this majority, the celebration and the promotion of the normal. It's there to lord over the threat of the minority voice trying to get a single foothold into the world. It is the lion asserting its authority over the jungle when there is a perceived threat to his unchallenged domain. It is the bully making sure that the victim knows his place. And yes, I am using the B word. And I'm a teacher. Yes. There is absolutely no reason whatsoever in Ireland to have a Catholic Schools Week when almost every single school in the country is a Catholic school and asserts its Catholicism on everyone in, in it, even if they aren't Catholic. It is basically like a men's only golf club having a men's week on one of the weeks of the year. Do you, I mean, that's what it's like. That's probably the best example I could give. And some people will say to me, ah, no, that's not fair at all, at all. You know, and then some people have said that. But the thing about Catholic schools is, you know, and again, if only Catholic children went to Catholic schools, then it would be fine because it's just a celebration of everybody there. But the fact of the matter is there's a large minority of children going to Catholic schools that aren't Catholic and you're, they're forced to go into the Catholic school and they are forced to go to a Catholic school because in most cases there is no other option. And for a full week... It is the view that, basically, that Catholicism is the best, Catholicism is a great, let us pray, and all this kind of stuff, the celebration of Catholicism effectively cements the view that these people are lesser than the majority. Because it's taken as a week within a, within a year that already does the same thing. It effectively double discriminates. If you go to the Catholic school's website, you'll see a series of lesson plans and resources to celebrate the week. And you don't have to look very, very far before you see how it excludes these people that aren't Catholic. Most notably those who don't, I mean, you find maybe if you're a Christian of some sort, you might be, you might be okay. But certainly people that do not subscribe to any religion. For, for each of the five days, the, the Catholic Schools Week offer a reflection. They call it a reflection. It's a prayer, but it's a reflection. And all of them end with the Lord's Prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, that one. And it's a Christian prayer. No other, no other religion says the Lord's Prayer. And the middle of Catholic Schools Week tends to be the most popular in schools with Grandparents' Day. Yes, I'm sure you've heard of Grandparents' Day because I think if schools do nothing else, and they probably most likely do Grandparents' Day in Catholic schools, 
And in pre-COVID times, they were invited into schools, these grandparents, for a joint Catholic prayer service, which must have been so fun for Moisha's parents, grandparents, who obviously would have been welcome as long as they accepted the fact that their prayers weren't going to be said. And look, the best way I can describe these lessons is, do you remember how Alivo was a little bit wishy-washy to some of the more hardcore Catholics? You know, this, yeah, do you remember that? So just as I just want to digress there for a second, but I was googling this right, uh, just because you know, for those of you who don't who don't think who didn't realise this, Alivo Alivo is scorned by the by the conservative Catholic brigade here. Um, I, I came across this amazing paper called Alivo Legacy: Let the Children Come to Me. Uh, I'm inflecting because it's a question mark by someone called Anna Johnson, who seems to write a lot um, about. Um, about Alive O, actually, and he's extremely critical of Alive O. And in his introduction, he asks, and I, I'm, I kid you not, he asks whether Alive O made children, and I quote, vote so enthusiastically for killing babies in the womb. The mask often slips. Anyway, back to uh, Alive O about being wishy-washy, because Grow and Love basically has addressed this balance a little bit. Uh, it's a bit more conservative let's say and you know they're not talking about beings and things like that they're you know i, I think uh, this guy um Aina johnson uh, was saying it, it was a bit uh, going going doing these hippy dippy things that uh, were uh, absolutely um offensive to his uh, to to his religion uh, but growing love has sort of addressed this issue a little bit but not enough uh, by the way according to my new best friend Aina. but the catholic schools week program brings it back catholic schools week does bring it back to the Children of God series, if anyone's old enough to remember that. I actually had to Google it because I had no idea. Anyway, the first activity in the fifth and sixth class program, for example, tells the teacher to distribute the class Bibles. <laughs> you get the picture. I, again, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe that is a thing in, um, in, in Catholic schools that they have class sets of Bibles, um, but I've never heard of it. Um, but anyway, maybe it is a thing. Not many of you, now many of you by now might be saying, ah, Come on, come on, Simon. Why do you always do... Why do you always do this? Don't you know that no one, no one is actually covering everything in these programs? Yeah, we just pick and choose the bits that are okay and we can be inclusive uh, to everyone in the class. Um, come on, come on, Simon, you know... You know, never mind a class of Bibles. I don't think you even have one Bible in the room. <laughs> and it's all so jovial and funny and grand. And then the priest walks into the room and it's, oh, yes, Father. Oh, isn't it great? Isn't it great? The Catholic schools be great for the little ones to be celebrating the faith. Be God, be God, and be gosh. And when the school, uh, yeah, or maybe, maybe, maybe if it's not that kind of priest, maybe it's a, a trendy priest, they, you can both lean up against the wall, <laughs> lean up against the wall and roll your eyes up to heaven, yeah, heaven, and say, sure, what can you do? If the bishop wants it, what can you do? <laughs> ah, trendy priest. Anyway, in some way, Catholic Schools Week is a bit of a PR campaign for the most, I suppose, what you call the more conservative or right-wing version of the Catholic Church to spread their feathers out like a peacock. We're here! To let those liberal or centrist or invisible version of the Catholic teaching, um, which seems to be in the vast majority of schools, know that they are in charge. And who's in charge? Yep, that's right. It is the men, the bishops, the men in power, the bishops' conference. And those schools that are part of the Catholic thing are mainly led by women 
And guess what they're doing? They're doing what the big men tell them to do, aren't they? Um, so, I mean, I don't know. That's Catholic Schools Week. Now, an interesting, as interesting an angle as it might be now, because I, I've, I've the sense, I've realised the sentence I said is a little bit of a trigger, you know, that, look, schools led by women are telling what men, are doing what men tell them to do. You know, that's, that's look, I, I think maybe I'll cross the line a little bit, um, and I'll admit that, um, because, you know, that, that may not be entirely fair. And it might be an interesting angle for me to go starting feeling sorry for the school, for schools, because, you know, they won't stand up to the man, let's say. You know, but I can't really, you know, feel sorry, you know, because, you know, if you do things that you don't agree with because someone above you tells you to do them, if, the, if it's morally against you and you still do it and don't, don't actually do anything to stop it from happening, you know, you end up, you end up going down horrible roads that my, my culture is too familiar with. And I don't really want to go there, you know, because I'm going to break, I'm going to end up breaking Godwin's law. You can look it up. But like, you know, I, I just kind of, yeah, anyway, I felt I need to say that. But I will say this, and you, you, and you might be extremely offended now. You know, if you weren't offended by the last thing, you might be extremely offended now. If you celebrate Catholic Schools Week in your school, whether you like it or not, you are no better than the men who say, what about International Men's Day every March? Or the white people who say all lives matter during October? Or the straight people wondering when they're going to have their straight pride festival? Because when you take part in a festival that essentially promotes the face of power at the expense of the minority, unfortunately, you're part of the problem. And if you're extremely offended by me saying this, ask yourself why. Really, not really, really, stop and just ask yourself why. And if you can come up with a good reason, I'd love to hear it because I'm, I'm not here to offend you. You know, I'm absolutely open to being proved wrong in this because if you have a good reason, I'll hear it and I'll apologise to you if you prove me wrong. I will absolutely stand up publicly and say, do you know what, that is a fair point. I was wrong. But I have to say, on top of that, See, I'm going, to give, I'm, going to, I'm going to come back a little bit. I'm going to row back a tiny bit. I have to say that if schools weren't under religious control, I probably wouldn't have an issue with the Catholic celebration week of some sort. You know, I, I actually, no, sorry, not that I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't have an issue with a Catholic celebration week. I, 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 I like, because let's say all schools were not under a particular religious uh, domain. It would be absolutely perfectly sensible for Catholics, the Catholic Church, to have a Catholic week. There wouldn't be Catholic schools, so it would just have to be a Catholic week. Because it's really important that people should be able to practice whatever they wish, whatever faith they wish, as long as it doesn't infringe on other people's rights. Now, lots of people I know have a very strong Christian faith, and it's something really dear to them. And that must be something really, really powerful for them. And I often wish I had that. However, in Ireland, because almost all schools promote Catholicism as a part of their everyday life, having this week is grandstanding and it pushes minorities further down the food chain. Now, as an aside, you might wonder, where did I hear about Catholic Schools Week? Like, where... You know, I mean, obviously, you know, it, like, it isn't massively promoted, to be fair. I mean, like, a lot of people don't even know it's going on, even if their kids go to a Catholic school. You know, and aren't I 
kind of cocooned in this heathen bubble that I live in? Well, the answer is, funny enough, I found out about Catholic Schools Week through a newsletter from a British company called Twinkle. Now, Twinkle may mean nothing to you if you aren't a teacher, but if you are a teacher, you're 99% likely to have used it. Twinkle is based in Britain, in the UK, and it is now a huge multinational company spanning several countries. And they've expanded into Ireland, sort of, with lots of glossy PowerPoints and posters and other printables, printables that teachers absolutely love. I imagine the owners couldn't give a toss about the patronage set up in Ireland, but lo and behold, on the top of the email newsletter for Twinkle members in Ireland was Get Ready for Catholic Schools Week. Now, I don't think in any of the other countries uh, that Twinkle would have, um, you know, have, 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 have a setup in, they would have a similar headline, you know, except Malta. Um, but that's maybe for another day. We could talk about that some other time. But isn't that interesting? That's, well, to me, it's interesting. That's where I found out from a, from a place that where their managing directors probably don't even know the festival exists. And if they did know, they'd probably be a little disturbed by it. Maybe. I don't know. I can't, I can't speak for them, but it's, it's kind of interesting. They don't care. Um, uh, but that's where I found out from a British company. If Catholic schools or other, uh, or any denominational school, because, you know, I know the focus of this is Catholic schools, but, you know, I'm saying this for any denominational school, was really trying to be inclusive to minorities. They would have events that would um, be inclusive to minorities. You know, for example, an opting out week where the school would celebrate and promote the families who've been brave enough to stand out from the crowd. They're part of their community. There are a growing number of families that opt out of religion in schools, but they don't have any sort of celebration of that. I'm not saying they should be celebrated, but I mean, well, I do, I am. They should promote these families who are brave enough to be part, to want to be part of that community, but just don't share the faith of the school. There might be events throughout the week learning about other belief systems and those that don't identify with any faith system. There might be dialogue between the powers and those in the minority to see what the powers could do to make their system fairer to those in the minority. Even that, fair enough, you might not have to have an opting out week or you might not have to do any of that. But why are the powers that be, the people in charge, not talking? to the minorities and asking them, what can we do for you to make our school, I know it's a Catholic school, but what can we do to make it more inclusive to you? But they don't. None of this happens. It doesn't happen. They're making decisions themselves for other people. Because what happens instead is the power, the power base goes all out, waving flags and singing out about how great they are. They don't speak to the minorities to find out what they need. In fact, they speak for them and they tell everybody they're perfectly happy. Sure, they're not complaining, are they? I've never had a single complaint. They're all happy. You have no idea how many Catholic school principals who have told me they're Muslim children, and they always say Muslim children. I don't know why they always say Muslim children. For, I don't know what it is. Are much happier in their Catholic school. But they must know. They must know. That if a Muslim school opened next door to them the next day, those children would be gone in a flash. They can't be that happy. However, more importantly, my point is, when I ask them, have you actually asked those families 
Of course, nine times out of ten, actually it's ten times out of ten, they haven't. Because, well, Simon, sure none of them have complained. Like those street signs I talked about in the first part of uh, the episode, I hope this podcast might help you notice the amount of religious symbols and religious influence there are in even the most moderate of Catholic schools. When you're walking around your school, you might just notice that cross in the wall and how that makes a Jewish kid in your class feel. You might notice when you say a prayer and there's a couple of children in your class who know that this is a part of the day when they aren't part of your class. You might notice during the Grow and Love class that there's a child or two at the back of your classroom. They might not be complaining, but they're definitely not a member of your classroom during that time. You give them no attention. You might notice that when you celebrate Catholic Schools Week, that you are saying to those children that not only do we have to exclude you almost every day for half an hour, for a, for a full week, we're going to be celebrating that exclusion. And you may not notice any of it. And you may continue to drive around the streets. You may continue to teach in your classroom oblivious to those cul-de-sacs, those one-way streets, those no-entry signs that minority families have to face in your classroom every single day. So there we have it, uh, the end of the episode. Yeah, I have to say I'm feeling a little bit sad. Um, I don't know, sometimes you get that realisation. I've never really put it that way. The end of the episode there kind of made me feel a bit despondent there um, because, you know, I do go on about this a lot um, but sometimes I get the realisation that I'm just wasting my time um, you know, and people say why don't you do this, why don't you do that, why did you get involved but I've gotten involved in these things, I've tried, I write to TDs I write to uh, my union I, I write, I went on the board of, a, of, a, of the IPPN to see and there's just, there's no interest there's no appetite and you know, I actually have more influence recording, like talking to my computer and putting it onto a, on the internet, um, which says a lot. You know, it's a shame. Um, and sometimes the realisation of that hits me. I also know that a lot of you will have, if you've listened to this or got to this part, you know, are probably just going to carry on and, you know, oblivious to it and won't agree with it. You might even be offended. You might even be angry at me. You know, that's fine, I suppose. But um, look, that's just, I suppose, my reality, um, as, as, as cool people tend to say. You've got to listen to my reality. But uh, it is uh, basically the kind of reality that lots of families go through. And um, yeah, I don't know what's more to say. But um, if you have enjoyed this episode or you've, um, you've got something from it, do feel free to subscribe to the podcast or review it um, so other people can find it more easily. Um, this podcast can be found on all the various podcasting platforms, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and all the rest of them. And um, I'd be very grateful if you did that. Listen, that's it for now. Thanks so much for listening. All the very best. Bye bye.